Reflection for day 10 of Christmas. Does it still feel at all like Christmas to you? If you're like me, the answer is no, not really. Most of us have gone back to work and have taken up habits that we think might help us live better this year. It is time for determination and action rather than contemplation or celebration. On December 24th or December 26th, 12 whole days of Christmas might have seemed like a great idea. Now it seems out of step. It's time instead to get to work, to start the gear off right. Enough with the feasts, January seems to say. Let's have some secular fasting. I don't know if you've noticed, but there seems to be a different quality to the light itself now that we've reached January. The Christmas coziness and mystery and the fireplaces and bright lights uh, and bright lights and darkness has somehow given way in a week's time to something a bit more gray. The days seem brighter, but not really in a cheerful way. I thought at first that maybe this had to do with Christmas lights being taken down, but when I look around, I notice that most are still up. This qualitative difference, though, is really fascinating to me. I don't think there are two consecutive months that are more different than January and December. And the reason is not natural, it's cultural. Let's back up a moment and think about what this says about humans. First, it says that my attitudes and experiences of reality are far more culturally mediated than I care to acknowledge even to myself. The weather itself looks different to me, despite the fact that I am still celebrating Christmas along with my family. Yet because December 25th, along with January 1st, has come and gone, something insistent within me, something connected to how most people around me are feeling and what they are doing, apprehends reality differently to the point that the very sky seems to have changed. Now, I am also hardwired to resent this, to fight against such conditioning so that I can be original or authentic or myself, whatever that means. This hardwiring, of course, is equally a product of the odd quirks in my own culture. But originality for originality's sake is actually rather pointless, besides being unachievable. The important thing is to harness and even embrace this tendency to be formed by our culture in order to bring us into alignment with reality while resisting the tendency when it destroys us. So yes, other people being done with Christmas affects my experience of the seasons, and that's fine and even kind of cool. But I want to do what I can to create, to contribute to a culture where Christmas is less a month-long commercial binge with a climax to end the year, being to the year what a Saturday, Saturday night party is to the working week, and more of a feast commencing after a long prayerful fast, a 12-day uninterrupted feast celebrating the incarnation that both ends and begins the civic year. I want to do this partly because I think it will make my own life happier, but also partly because I think it will enrich others' lives. I want to resist those aspects of our Christmas social programming that lead to long-term unhappiness, and I want to embrace those things that draw me closer to Christ and my neighbor. This is also a time when we can affirm that Christmas is really about Christ and that drawing near to him is more important than feelings brought on by the smell of nutmeg, holly, twinkling, or jingling. It's more important than the lights of December, wonderful as they are. And if we continue to celebrate, we may well find the very thing to which all those bells and lights were bearing witness deep beneath the gray January of the soul. We think of fasting as being difficult and feasting as being easy, but it can be difficult to rejoice. Celebrating this 10th day of Christmas may feel wrong. It's secular Lent after all. 
a time to make resolutions and make them come true under our own steam. But celebration may be an act not of gluttony and sloth, but of faith.